0: Good morning, everybody. John Millen. It's uh, six a.m. on uh, Friday morning, and um, today I want to talk about something that um, was kind of painful for us as a family that we went through. But as I look back, it was—I'm not say—I'm not going to say I'm glad it happened. Um, but it opened my eyes on what we can now do to help people, and that's that. There's one word that was in our health plan coverage document that actually cost us $7,500 at a point in our life where we didn't have an extra $7,500. I don't think we had an extra $1,000, to be honest, Um, at that point. And there, there's a lesson here, and there's a, there's a story of why it's important and how it can maybe help and what we do now. So it's interesting as I reflect on things as i reflected on my dad um, in yesterday's episode my dad's career path my career path it's interesting if you stop for a moment in your busy life and you just spend some time thinking and reflecting and you know i've always thought that was weird when people said you know meditate right and and i'm not meditating i don't even know how to do that (laughs) to be honest but you know i think what they're saying is just slow down man Slow down and just take some things in, and it's really interesting. Um, and again, I'm not, I'm definitely not meditating, I'm fully awake because I think if I meditate in the morning, I'll fall asleep because I'm still tired, so it's not gonna work. So, um, try it. I mean, we're so busy, busy, busy. And I've read, I remember, talk, I'm going way off track for a second. I remember talking or listening to someone, they said. You know, you, you talk about how busy you are and people, I'm so busy, busy. And, and we, we say it as like a badge of honor. Like, wow, look how great I am. I'm so busy. Look at me. Look at my status, right? And, I was, and he was like, that's it's so stupid. Like, why? Why are you bragging? Either you have taken on way too many things in your life that you can't say no to. Which is horrible because you let everyone else dictate to you what's important. So you say yes to everything. Or you can't manage your life with all this stuff. You're so busy that you can't manage it. Um, you know, it's kind of like... It, it, so I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, don't hold that against me. If you're like... People are like, I either love the Steelers or I hate them. Um, right now I kind of hate him because of Bell and Brown, but anyways, it's kind of like Mike Tomlin during a game going to his offensive coordinator saying, Hey, I need you to think up a way to, 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 to get around this defense that the Patriots are throwing at us. And he's like, you yeah, know, I'm too busy. i got so much going on. You know, I just can't think about anything right now. I'd be like, what? You know, it's, it's kind of, but we use it all the time. So just try it. Um, catch yourself again. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm weighing the weeds off track, but I'm just kind of thinking about i even said it to my in my to myself when i'm I'm, what i do in the morning i'm I'm too busy for this you know it's caught myself and i i try to stop myself it's it's hard so anyways just try to not be that person for the people around you that's i'm so busy i'm so busy and maybe it's because too you know i want to give time for laura and i want to give time for my kids and my friends and my, my employees and so it's It's hard for me because I'm not a natural extrovert. I think I've said this. I'm more of an introvert. But I need to be more outgoing. And I know some people are shocked when I say that. But um, okay. So the one word in the health plan that costs us. So let's see. This is eight years ago. So 2011 roughly 2010 2011 um we're trying to have a baby and I won't get into the details but we we you know, waited a little longer than we should have to start it took us 6 years to have a baby we we had to go through a lot of pain and ups and downs and that you know if you know anyone that's gone through that with trying to get pregnant man i could give them some hope but anyways um we ended up having twins and in that moment, you know, you're figuring out your health plan coverage, right? So when you're, when you're single and young, you don't really understand it. So you just get the cheapest. When you were married, you're like, hey, maybe now it's for two of us. So maybe I should ask another person what they need. And then as you're about to have children, you're like, okay, that's a little different too, right? Because now you have kids in that mix. So this is before they were born and we had gotten on a $7,500 deductible plan. Um, at that point, it was assurant. Who used to sell individual health plans? So, this is individual plan that we had, and it was a $7,500 straight deductible. It's HSA qualified. So, we're like, everyone's saying put money in HSA. So, you know, we did, you know, pre tax. Okay, great. We saved 20%. 20%. So, we put money away a little bit of time on a $7,500 deductible and we're like okay you know we're pretty healthy except for this big thing so we're saving we Laura calculated like we were saving six grand maybe in in premium cost by going to this plan so we're banking the money away in the HSA and and using it for other spending I can't say we saved six hundred dollars a month just from that so we have the baby they go into the NICU for three weeks um you know it was an awesome experience, but you know there was obviously they were, they were premies, so they were born at thirty. Um, Tanner was born at thirty two weeks, and Reese, and they were both in the NICU for about three weeks, which was insane. Uh, if you've ever had a child or a grandchild or a friend's child in in the NICU, oh my God, it's crazy. What those people, they're mostly women what they did it's in the doctors it's crazy um it's crazy crazy so um so of course medical bills start coming in right and you're watching like the statements from insurance coming okay bam this couple things start hitting like okay yep 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 and all of a sudden we realize it goes over 7,500 and it's like going up to 9,000 10,000 11,000 12,000 like all right there's got to be some mistake here um to what's going on and so Somehow, one of us called Assurance and asked, like, there must be a mistake. Is this just not kicked in yet? Because I'm pretty sure we only pay 7500 And like, no, your plan, it pays to 15000 And we're like, what? There's no way you... that's a mistake. And we're blaming them, blaming the insurance company. They made a mistake. And like, no, no, it's, yeah, you, you... this is not going to stop until it gets to $15,000. Like, but it's one person and we so we open up if as remember it's it's called different things but it's like a summary of coverage or summary of benefits and coverage spc but it's like a, a sheet you turn sideways and it looks like a grid and it's got columns and, and sections right and you read through it and at the top has the name and then it says deductible $7500 and then it has family out of pocket maximum 15000 so we're like okay Laura can spend up to 7500 i can spend up to 7500 and at that point we have hit our $15,000 maximum for the family and we're done. And in that plan there was no copays, no co-insurance, so it was straight up to 75 and then it's zero cost for us. It's covered. It must have taken us a, a week or two or three and I remember so now you know we're a little bit on this emotional rollercoaster with with kids in the NICU with twins in the NICU so I'm not saying we you know spent a whole day and figured it out but over the course of probably a week or two or three, it's just, it's just non-ass, like, oh my God, how are we going to come up, so we didn't have 15 grand in our HSA account, I don't know what we had, we probably had a couple thousand, maybe 5,000, 6,000, and so we pulled out the the summary, that grid, I'm looking at it, I'm looking for all the fine print, like, where does it say I have to pay 15, now in that moment, I didn't understand what I'm about to tell you, I was just saying to myself, this is wrong. And we were getting upset and we're already sleep deprived. And I remember Googling because I didn't have, we didn't buy it from an agent or an agency. I just bought it online. I remember Googling and just finding these definitions and what does out-of-pocket maximum mean? And and I think I remember finding something that said non-embedded. I was like non and non-embedded what the heck does that mean and then I saw another article or post that said embedded so E-M-B-E-D-D-E-D embedded or non-embedded and in my mind at that point embedded was like inside right it's embedded inside of something so I'm like I still don't know what it meant and then I read another article and it would give a different term for it um can't remember exactly. I wish it, there was a term instead have non-embedded. It was, um, oh, I don't remember, but it was made me even more confused. Now, keep in mind, at that point, I had nobody to go to. Now, mom and dad couldn't help me. My sisters definitely couldn't, couldn't help me. Um, you know, I had a few people in the industry, but, you know, a lot's going on. So I'm like, I, may, I think I maybe reached out to a few people. It just, it just wasn't coming together. Then I found... Because I was looking through the booklet, the assurance booklet. I don't know if I still have it. I should try. I bet I do. It was like reading almost every page for for something that said, where does it say that? Because this ain't right. And I'm not paying this because this is not in my plan. So I'm reading every single page in this boring as all get out booklet that's 47 pages long. And page by page. And then I come to maybe like some dental or the the Chinese page or the Spanish page, you know, okay, making sure I didn't miss anything. I don't read Spanish or Japanese or Chinese or anything. But finally, like towards the back of the book, I find this one sentence that basically explains what a non-embedded deductible meant. What it means and what I learned at that moment is that When you have more than one person on a medical plan, so in our case we had two, right? So this does not apply if it's just a single one person on the medical plan. It's when you have two or more people on the medical plan, okay? That's one filter where this matters. If if it was just her on the plan, it didn't matter. If it was just me on the plan, um, it doesn't matter. It's when you have two or more people on your medical plan, it means that one person has to satisfy now i'm i'm making this basic one person on your medical plan has to satisfy the family deductible before it's satisfied so our family deductible was $15,000 okay the, our individual deductible is $7,500. We each had, in my mind, we each had $7,500 of exposure. It was a catastrophic plan in our minds, right? So, you know, we're really, we were pretty healthy. We weren't on meds at all. So, I'm like, okay, I break my leg, I get in a car accident, bam, I got some, at least my risk is mitigated to $7,500. So it was worth it. We understood the reason of having insurance. It was catastrophic issues. Um, so what that one little sentence said in small print was essentially that Laura had to incur $15,000 of expenses before she was done. And in our case, the deductible was the same number as the total out-of-pocket maximum exposure. So that's the worst case scenario after you blow through the deductible, co-pays, the coinsurance, insurance which is cost-sharing, between the insurance company and you. You're, like you're splitting the expenses as it continues to go up until you reach this ceiling called the max, the out-of-pocket max, the out-of-pocket expense, maximum amount. In our case, it was the same number. So she had to incur $15,000 of expenses, and that was legit. I remember reading that it just wanted to get sick. I I I remember just freezing. You know, imagine when you are reading something, you are like, "What is that? What is that? What is that?" And then maybe it jumped online, and and then one. The, have you ever been in a place where you, you when you, once you get it, you're like, you are fr- like, you freeze yourself, you stop moving, and your mouth is a little bit open. You know, and you, and you could almost hear your heartbeat. That's that's what I was like. I was like, oh, I didn't say that I think I said something a lot bad a lot worse I won't say it now so I was like oh my god I, Laura 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 come here this can't be right she reads it O-M-G now it's two of us sitting there their hearts pounding no, no sound right holy crap what the hell did we buy we thought we were doing the right thing. We we are we were we're like we're smart. Laura's so like I'm a I'm a CPA. I went to Virginia Tech for five years, and I said I went to Bucknell for four. I'm even smarter than you because I only took four years. And she doesn't like when I say that. She's like, oh, but I took my CPA exam and I learned numbers and and I'm like and I'm a mechanical engineer and I know how to build shit and. I remember I was like going back and forth and like, what? How did this? How did we miss this? It was that moment that I didn't realize it. The, the, the point is what I've come to to agree to understand now is this happens all the freaking time. Not maybe in that exact scenario, but pretty darn close. And how do I know that? I know that to be absolutely true because if you were to say, John, between you and the rest of your team, and now we're up to six people, right? so we're a small company, how many employees have you counseled on their benefits? Meaning, you sit with them at the workplace, you explain their benefits, the ones that are appropriate for them or maybe the ones that are being offered, without any pressure or, or persuasion, you explain what they have, From the company, which is usually a medical coverage, maybe a dental and vision, maybe some life insurance, disability, disability, whatever it is. And then we explain, you know, in a lot of cases, we have supplemental health benefits. There's a voluntary worksite products that are specifically designed to mitigate the risk of larger medical hits to your family. It's essentially what we do. If it makes sense, great. We make sure they understand it. We, we enroll them in our system. If, if they don't understand it, but they, they're like, explain more, we explain it to them. We educate them. We don't sell them. We're not peddlers. We're not pressuring them. We're not scaring them like a lot of people do. We're not thinking about, oh my God, look at what commission i going to make on this. No. None of that. We don't hire anyone like that. Because that's not what I went through. I, I don't want people in my company doing that at all. We say... This is what happened. This is what this plan means, and this is where your risk is. It's your choice. This is what I suggest for twenty bucks a month to get an accident plan. And if you had an HSA plan account, great. It it turbocharges. If you don't, that's fine too. We did. We have done that over ten thousand times. So we have a pretty darn good feeling. It's not perfect, but it's pretty darn good that people go through this and we've seen it all the time. So here's my point. Benefits are confusing for employees. Insurance is confusing for America Americans, right? Insurance is not a thing that people are like, I am so excited to learn about insurance after my morning coffee, right? There are certain things that people are good at and there are certain things that people are not good at. And insurance is one of those things that most employees, I would say, 90% at least, probably 90%. That's probably fair. Maybe (laughs) 89.2. 90% of people we meet with are not super knowledgeable about how even insurance works. And that's what benefits are. Dental insurance, vision insurance, medical insurance, disability insurance, life insurance, accident insurance, cancer insurance, critical illness insurance, legal insurance, identity theft insurance, pet insurance, long-term care insurance, whole life insurance, term life insurance, group term life insurance, universal life insurance, basic employer life and group life insurance, voluntary age band and group life uh, buy-up insurance. Um, hearing insurance, you know, What I just rattled off 15. They don't They don't understand insurance. And so... Employees... Even in a world where we have information at our freaking fingertips... If you don't understand what the Google search gives you back... It doesn't matter. Just having access to the information is irrelevant. You need someone. They need someone to say... Mary, okay. You guys have three medical plans. You went to your group meeting, right? So... Do you have any questions at first before we start about about those three planes? Yeah, great. What are your questions? Um, I, I I don't understand the differences. When I say that to an owner of a company, or a CFO, or an HR manager, or an HR director, whoever man, benefits manager, whoever manages the benefits, they're like, oh my god, that. I'm shocked. There's no way because man, we send out emails and we have the meetings, and some of my employees don't even come to the meetings, and then they always call my office afterwards, and you know, we send we put posters up. They think it's not their fault, and I get it. I totally get it. But we say, look, you did a great job. You made the meetings about benefits mandatory, not optional. Because I'll tell you what From a small company The amount of money we spend in benefits um, Is in the tens of thousands And we're a small company And I can guarantee you this When we have our benefit meetings When we explain our benefits If you're not there You ain't getting a paycheck the next week Period And in Virginia I can do whatever the heck I want I can fire and hire at will And I will Because I'm spending out of my own pocket Tens of thousands of dollars for your benefit. You're going to come learn about how to maximize them, how to use them, how to protect yourself. And it, and so, if you're an employer, why don't you have that same thing? Here's the first, and I'm going to totally on a tangent because this will be another podcast. We got to make money, John. You know our technicians need to be working. Our guys in the manufacturing, we can't shut the manufacturing plant down because we're making product. We're doing this; they can't afford to do this. We have to make money. Give me a freaking break. One hour a year. One freaking hour a year you can't let your employees come learn because you're sp- and you're spending $5 million. It's crazy. Stop thinking that way. The average worker making what? $75,000 a year, you're paying them 36 bucks a hour. And then you're spending on average 6 grand a year for their benefits if not more. You don't want to spend $36 to help maximize the $6,000 investment? It's insane. We don't say shut the plant down and bring everyone into a big room. We do it. We do it smartly. But if someone, if I was an employer, let's say, and that was me, how pissed off would I be? Right? How much would I be thinking about my job? I wasn't thinking. I mean, I was thinking about our our twins. But I was also like, holy crap, where are we going to get 15 grand? We got it from a home equity loan. We didn't have the money. We had to pull a home equity loan at 4% interest. But still, that's how we had to pay it, right? Or we, I think we ignored the bills for a couple of months until they got mad. We were like hoping they would, they would go away. Um, so my point is this. One word, non. Non-embedded. The word non was the difference. And that's a very clear example, but this happens all the time for companies. So... If you have employees that you spend money on for, for benefits, you insist that it is a mandatory educational session. But and here's the deal: if your meetings every year are like going to torture because it's horrible, it's boring, there's no content, you have someone just read a slide, there's no slides you just hand out a rate sheet. Um The person is disorganized. It's at the last minute. Um, Rates go up every single year and then benefits go down every single year and it's horrible. Fix that part. Don't make that the excuse that, oh, I can't do this. That's what we do. I have been in many open enrollment meetings that have been phenomenal. Why? Because either I'm in charge of the benefits with a partner or... I'm in charge on myself if it's just maybe some different, some, a different mix, whatever the point is. I can work as a team, right? I have several brokers I work with, health consultants that are super good at what they do. And I'm really good at, at our part, their specialties. So we work together and it's fun when you stand in front of the room and say, Hey, everyone, um, you are going to, this is going to be great. You're going to love this. Now, no one says that in an employee benefits meeting ever. Right, So they're just looking at us like, oh God. All right, here it goes. We did have a 42% rate increase because we use the plan a lot. Uh, We're not taking care of ourselves. But because of Mike over here, he did such a good job going down to Anthem and twisting their arm and yelling at him. Mike got us a 16% increase. Come on. Those days are over, guys. Stop fooling yourself. You think that's good news? It's the only thing you can say from the front of the room. I've been, I've seen it. You can't fool me. You know I've seen it over and over. Employers and brokers, employers and brokers, benefit managers, HR directors, CFOs, trying to spin it as good news, and it's not. It sucks. And then you're like, whoa, you know, we gotta we gotta do well. We gotta stay well. We gotta do, we gotta do a wellness program. Really, that's gonna save you. That's going to that's gonna make those meetings better? No. What's going to make them better is someone thinking outside the box, doing something different. And if you're working with a consultant, if you're an employer and you're working with a consultant, and you're like, oh my God, in the last five years, what have they really done? If they've just shopped your rates and helped you a little bit, tweaked a few things, stood in front of the room, handed out some like flashy booklets, that's all they're doing. You need to find something different. Because I know for a fact I'm part of different networks of people and there are people out there that do it totally different. But sometimes we're so afraid. Oh my God, I just like Mike. He's such a nice guy. I don't want to leave him. You know, I, I, I'm loyal to my vendors. BS, you're loyal to your vendors that don't do crap. I'm loyal to my to my... Um, dentist. But if he messes up my teeth a few times, I'm not going anymore, right? I don't care if I love his hygienist. I'm not going there anymore. There's other people that are begging for my business. I'm going to go there because oh my gosh, you mean I can get X-rays without opening my mouth? I can just walk into this thing, and they just take pictures. And you mean that the hygienist? I, I don't. It doesn't feel like torture every time she scrapes my teeth, right? There's other options there. It's the same thing with benefits. Stop saying we can't change her. Oh, the owners never going to go with that. They get the owner in the meeting with someone new. Give that new person a chance. If you and if you're a broker or you're a consultant and you're and, and you're like, okay, if I have to be honest, John, I've kind of been doing that. I understand. All right, you didn't have a way out. Now you do. You have someone you can go to and I'll match our capabilities up against any large Worksite specialty firm, anyone, because we're blown away. Not because of our size, not because I have some magical insurance carrier in my pocket. It's because we think differently. We do different things. We come up with new ideas and hacks to the system, and we do it because we know it works, because we've talked to employees. Next time you're interviewing, someone for benefits, ask them, how many employees have you met with one-on-one in your career here, you know, in your business? How many? If you're talking to, if you're interviewing consultants, tell me what you do that's unique. Don't tell me that, you know, well, all the carriers give us the same rates. So what we do is we're really good at customer service. Ugh. Customer service, that's that's it. You think that's going to work anymore? People don't want customer service. They want extraordinary attention to detail and, ex- and almost instant feedback and results. You better not catch yourself saying, "I'm good at customer service." That's why you should go with us. Because really, you know, we all work from the same carrier pool. Um, But I went to a seminar last week and I learned about level funded and I think we're going to try it on you. I'm not sure if it's going to work. I've only done it once, but I'll try it on you. Right? No. You tell me, John, what makes you different? I'll whip out a book of 90 different hacks, tips, strategies, ideas, approaches, methodologies, 90 so far that I've created just in the last that we've developed over the last couple of years but this, that, that I just rattled off in my head Okay, what about wellness Okay, this is what I would do What about disability Okay, have you thought about this What about a legal plan Alright, this is why no one's using it What about pet insurance Do you know this I'm not a genius But I've been doing Had enough interactions Where I'm like, that doesn't work Stop doing that Stop recommending the same things that don't work And we can't help everybody but There's certain cases we get into with companies And we're like, I don't know, man you're doing, you're doing all you can, and that's fine. At least you know. I've had other situations where, there um, I had a case where someone brought to me and it was a, a five thousand dollar deductible. Um, I don't know if it was an H, it's probably an HSA plan, but they weren't funding it, so it was five thousand, and they got a rate increase of I don't know twenty five percent. They said, "What do you do? We, we, you know, how are we gonna? We can't raise the deductible anymore." I said, "Yeah, you're right. We're gonna spend more money on benefits." But we're like what? I thought you said you could save money. I said I some I sometimes can I can save money. If you're at five grand deductible, you're you have crappy insurance. That's not an attractive, attractive retention tool at all. It's just realize, just just be honest. It's not that good, right? Accept the truth of it. And that's what I just said. I'm like, oh. wow, it doesn't sound like you're you're very confident what you can do. No, no, I just know the reality. When you're at five grand deductible and you got a twenty five percent rate increase. There's stuff going on that maybe you can't control. So this is what we do. You go back to that same carrier and you try to raise it up to as high as you can, six or six thousand five hundred, whatever it is. And you go to every other carrier that you think would be a good fit for your those employees, right? Because not and the medical carriers they don't always work in every scenario. So you pick that. You're the expert, Mister Miss Miss Broker, you Miss um, Consultant. You go do that work. All right. And this is what you're looking for. Okay. Okay. Great. When you get those, you come back now. Probably they're only going to lower the rate a little bit, right? Because when you go to from five thousand deductible to six, you're not saving a bunch of money, so it's not going to change a tremendous amount. Um, so we're going to then add money to the cost. You can do what, John? Yeah, yeah. We're going to we're going to add money because look, you you try to do your song and dance at the front of the room. Just put yourself in that position. All right, everyone. Thanks for coming to our meeting this year. Um, you know, we got to share some stuff. And, and first of all, you don't want to show them the rate sheet. You want to say it's posted online or we don't have it printed yet. You don't want to even tell them the rates, right? Cause you know, they're freak out. I've seen that BS happen, right? Give them the rates on the spot. Don't make them go find them somewhere on your platform. That's cowardly. Own up to it. Okay, guys, this is the deal. You know, last year, as you, as you know, we had a $5,000 doctor. We had a lot of claims, you know, the cost of healthcare is going up and, You know, people are, you know, continue to use it a lot and that's good. Um, But, you know, we had to make some adjustments. So we were going to a $6,000 deductible. Uh, 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 And, um, you know, the rates did go up. They're there in your packet. Boom. That's that's your pitch. Hoping no one does the math when you know, oh my gosh, we just passed on a 15% rate increase. We made the coverage $1,000 less attractive. Versus this, hey guys. Um, last year we had a five thousand dollars dog book, so I have some good news and some bad news. You know, we're in an environment right now, unfortunately, that that medical costs are going up, and not just for us. But it is what it is, right? We are committed to having an, an amazing benefits package too, because we understand why that helps, gives you peace of mind. Why that's an important part of why you work for us, and we value you as an employee we want you to stay we want you to be protected so our hands are tied but you know what we thought differently this year we said hey we're gonna do some different things i'm not taking this the same old way so what we're doing is we actually did raise up the deductible um, to six thousand dollars and what we did though that's the bad news and that allowed us to save some money on the cost from whatever the care it's called anthem i don't know it doesn't matter United but here's what we could do. This is what we did. We made the benefits better. We took some different products, some different insurance coverages and bundled them into your medical plan. So these are automatically, the cost of all this stuff is in your rate you see in front of your rate sheet, which is right there in front of you for you or spouse or children or your family. We bundled that rate of this extra coverage into that. So that's what all you pay per paycheck. Um, but what it's going to do, look here on the on this next page or on the slide here on the screen. If you get admitted to the hospital or your spouse or your children, for every single person that gets admitted to the hospital, this insurance plan is going to kick in $3,000 towards that cost. So we're paying for the first half of the deductible if you're admitted to the hospital. It could be a kidney stone, it could be a car accident, it could be a pregnancy, it could be a broken ankle, whatever lands you in the hospital for at least... Um, 20 hours or more, um, then you get that paid and it's covering half your deductible. We're also doing this. If you need a surgery, we're doing this. If you have an ER visit, you're doing this. If you blah, blah, blah. And then this is where we lay out our zero deductible solution. The different pieces of the insurance that we've bundled. If you have a heart attack, it's going to cover, cover $5,000 or a stroke. It's going to cover five grand. Now... You have good news and bad news, right? Yes, your rates. Now I'm looking at my rate. I'm like, okay, last. I'm currently paying. Wow. Okay. I'm currently paying $912 a paycheck for family coverage. Which in my brain is junk. And now you're saying I'm going to spend $1,029. So I'm going to spend... What's that? And they're doing quick math, right? It's 50, 50 bucks a paycheck, 100 dollars a month. I'm spending 12 dollars a year more. but I just they just they just layered in10,000 dollars of exposure protection. So my wife and I something that happened to both of us or my kids. I have 10,000 of the $12,000 out- of pocket max covered. See the difference? I spent more money. So sorry. I've gone all over the place on this um, podcast i hope I <clears throat> hope it was valuable, which is my brain there's just so many things I want to share, so many ideas that I've um, only shared with our clients, only shared with prospects. I've only shared these with um, the brokers that I trust that want to work with us right ones that care um, so I just kind of went on a little bit of a brain dump there. And I'm sorry, but hopefully that was valuable. Back to the point. Communication and education about the medical plan is crucial. Use someone to help you with that. There are easy ways to do this. This is not something you have to take on. If you're a broker or the client, you don't do this. You, you bring us in. There aren't fees for this. We don't charge a consulting fee. Um, we get paid just like your broker from the insurance products that are in place. The fees in most cases are built in. Sometimes we can negotiate them. Um, depends on the type of, of insurance. Some are bolted in there. It is what it is. Some are negotiated depending on the amount of service. So hope this helps. Um, but communication, engagement, and counseling about the benefits is huge. Um, and don't for one moment. My last point is I hear this. You know, we have, John, we have a lot of millennials, Um you know, they just like to do stuff on their own. So, you know, they're really not going to want to come to a group meeting. They're going to want to sit at their desk around the corner and watch it on the webinar. No, no. They're getting their butt out of their seat. They're turning their computer off. They're turning their phone off. And they're going to sit in the room for an hour or less. And we're going to teach them how to use their plan. Right? I don't care if you're a millennial or you're 80 years old. This is one time a year when you're going to shut down and you're going to open your ears. You have know, a piece of paper and a pen. And we're going to make it... I'm not going to say entertaining. Uh, we're not comedians, but we're going to make it worth their while. Because when people walk out, and this has happened over and over, they go, "I said, how, how was the meeting?" He said, "What? Well, that wasn't that actually wasn't bad." You know, now they're not screaming and clapping. Although they, there have been some ch- t- things of random acts of of spontaneous applause um, that has happened, and it's amazing. I wish I had my video camera when it was going on, but they will. They were like, "Yeah, that that was pretty good, actually." <laughs> yeah. Wow, you guys did a good job explaining things. So hope this helps. Be back soon. Have a great day.